Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who from 2001 until 2004 also directed four episodes of Star Trek Enterprise, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Well, hello there. Four episodes of Enterprise. Is that correct? I feel, I think that's right. I think I did one okay. Oops. each year or something like that. Um, one per season, actually, right? Actually, I don't think I did any the last season of Enterprise. So you did two in season three, maybe. Maybe something like that, or two mm. in one of the seasons. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that cast. It was a it was a lot of fun. Well, they it definitely also... was more serious than our cast. Who Enterprise was more serious? Yeah, okay. but they but they all embraced you with open arms, though. Oh yeah, I directed yeah. one of my episodes. Maybe the first one I directed, I still had my the uniform that I stole. I know, you son of a gun. I saw that. Yeah, and you I, wore it to, to, to direct one, one day. day. Yeah, yeah with right. my baseball hat, my tennis shoes, and the uniform on, and just trying to fit in, you know, and they, they laughed. It was, I'm sure was they fun. did. Yeah. But it's also helpful that everyone on crew was the same crew that we had. Yes, so it's, yes. it was almost like a seamless transition for you to direct I, on that show. I feel like, yeah, they were a very serious cast. They they were, you know, they were very professional and pretty yeah. serious. And I brought our Voyager energy, which was a little more fun, fun and silly. Goofy. Yeah. And I wore the uniform one time. I remember I used to play music, which... You know, but during lighting setups that people would sometimes I love that you like, play music. That's yeah. distracting. But I enjoyed it. I tried to bring our Voyager energy to the Enterprise. I hear you. And, it was, and I love it. Had, yeah, it was fun. It's wonderful. Yeah. All right. What is this week? Oh, my goodness. So this week is yes. the episode Drive. So excited. You said something about that last week. I'm like, I did. okay. I did. All right. Drive. Yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> probably be excited too yeah you know. should be very excited about this oh, okay. okay all right so let's go let's watch go, this episode let's go we'll be right it. back with our recap and discussion of drive which i hope robbie would remember yes. more than less hopefully we'll see okay hey everyone we're back from watching drive but, wow. okay but before before you say a thing i just want to yes. say we didn't talk about this in the intro I am now wearing. It's yes, you the are. Voyager shirt, <laughs> which I will say is the softest is, shirt you've is, ever. Yes, that's what I was going to get to. Next level is the is the brand of shirts that we use to print mm -hmm. all our stuff on, and they are supremely soft. But this particular shirt is next level's ultra soft, so it is softer than all of the other next level shirts so if you already own a delta flyer shirt that is not this design that's the soft but not as soft as this shirt unbelievable soft. oh my gosh i yeah yeah i like it i think I rebecca said yeah. it's something like it, it's called suede cotton or yes something. something like that so it's got like a oh it's like butter it's like wearing butter Who's the and guy? I know that, who's the that guy that wearing plays Star butter Lord? doesn't sound <laughs> comfortable? No. I know. So don't think of it as like messy butter. Think of it as wearing 
really clean butter. You're wearing clean butter. So you know Chris Pratt, who plays Star-Lord in Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy. Yes, he does yes. a commercial for a T-shirt company. And it's basically him touching a shirt and go, and he's like, wow, this is, ooh, this is so soft. I mean, It's very wow. funny. And it's funny because back in the old days when we were on the show, no celebrity or actor in Hollywood would do commercials on American television. They would do them no, in they go, Japan yeah. or Europe or whatever, right? And then now, yeah. look at this, Chris Pratt's, you know, basically. He's doing a touching. t-shirt commercial, but he's never touched our t-shirt. That's what I was going to say. I'm feeling like, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure that's soft, but it's not as soft as this ultra soft next unbelievable yeah, it is unbelievable. unbelievable and you can get this shirt y'all at mm-hmm. the deltaflyers.org our website just go to the merch store our store there on deltaflyers.org and you can this, see this wonderful this shirt, it's the voyager shirt so this shirt blue, sold out black. in like 36 hours or something the first round we've ordered yeah. more but yeah. don't miss it because it's a cool shirt this yeah that that second order probably won't last long <laughs> to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah all right um let's get right into this let's do written by michael taylor did you guess that i can't remember no i did not guess that correctly because i said uh i think i said um brian fuller fuller you said That's brian right. fuller and i you remember said that. i think ken biller i think yes you so. did you said both biller. wrong on the writer director yes. i can't believe you got it I'm so I, I know I cannot believe you. he's back in I season told seven. you because I told you, Robbie, I saw him at least a couple of times in the last I can't couple believe of seasons. It. And you feel like he exited I thought early he left and he in was like done. season four. Yeah, he was just, I'm done. No, I know he can because it was like wow. every time I saw him, I was like, wow, you're back again. Because you know, we got yeah. so used to him. He was our first director. He directed yeah, the yeah. pilot. He was the yeah. pilot episode director, and we yeah. all enjoyed his directing loved style, him. and we loved him. We really did. Yeah. He had a great sense of humor, and uh, whenever I saw him in the later seasons, I was like, oh, you're back. So that's can't why I it. threw his name out. Like, you know, I can't I'm, believe it. I thought it was Mike Vehar, I think. but Yeah. Well, a broken clock will be right twice a day, <laughs> and that right. was what happened for me. Go ahead. Um, guest stars, we have Sia Batten as yes. Arena. Sia. Sia Batten, her first job was a, a TV movie, maybe, or a pilot that didn't get picked up. They used to make pilots. If they didn't get picked up, they'd air them as like a movie special. Yeah. Uh, but the the show was Weird World. <laughs> and... I didn't put the date down, but it was right around this time. It was right around like 98 or something. Weird World or, or 2000. Okay. It was her first What job. is it, a TV show or a feature film? What is it? I think it was a TV movie, like a TV pilot that, oh. that yeah. I, Weird World. Don't know. There you go. I don't know. That's that's her first job. Do you job. remember her? Do you remember her now? That outfit? Ve- yes. Vague, vaguely, I remember her. She was also, uh, Sia Batten was also on Deep Space Nine. She played Gold Ducat's daughter, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so she did that before Voyager? Or was that after Voyager? Must have been right before. Interesting. Because this is our last season. Yeah, DS9 was off the air at this point. She's also a really good singer. Yeah, I she had, was like a dancer, singer, something. Something like that. Because I saw her, you know, I saw some, it was, gosh, I feel like it was... Um, 
somewhere in in somewhere in West Hollywood area. But I went. I I saw her name being advertised, and I went. Yeah. I didn't even tell her. And then at the end of the thing, the performance, she saw me. She's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing here?" I said, "No, I just uh, came to support you." So yeah. So she's very talented. Our other actor is Brian George playing Ozal, the uh, ambassador. Oh yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Brian George um, was born in Israel. He he's Israeli. He's oh, Israeli, but his family immigrated. He looks from like he's East in, Indian. Well, his family was from India. I got that right. I got that they, right. Got that they right. moved to Israel. Yeah, emigrated to Israel. He was born there. Then he grew up in England, and then his first job as an actor was in Canada, a sitcom called The King of Kensington, 1976. Oh. Wow. He was in The King of Kensington, a Canadian sitcom about a convenience store in Kensington Avenue in Toronto or something. Wow. Brian George. Yeah. He was yeah, also. I've seen his face, though. I've seen his face around. Yes. Sure. He's best known as Babu Bhatt on Seinfeld. Oh, my gosh. He is Babu Bhatt. Huh. Uh, so, Brian George. Yeah. He, it was good to see his face. I thought he was very, he was great. Does a lot of comedy. We have Patrick Kilpatrick back on our show <laughs> as Asan. He was uh, Razik or Razik in Initiations, the yeah. the Kazon episode. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Patrick Kilpatrick. We have. Patrick is a all. I'm all in. Actor. He is Patrick, 150. Patrick is, yeah. Oh my gosh. But you gotta love that though. You gotta love a guy that says like I'm 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 in 135 percent over. He, he's a method actor. 100%. Even there's a shot in this episode. Even a shot, a reaction shot where it just cuts to him in the briefing room. Yeah. And his eyes are sideways, and you can <laughs> see he's like, he is so method actor. If, even in a reaction shot. I got to tell you, we got to get him on this show. Are you kidding oh my me? God. We, that'd be amazing. That'd be a great interview. I can't, I don't well, know. I don't know if we talked about Patrick's first job when he when he was on initiation. Yeah, but I will say it? 1984, he was on the soap opera, The Edge of Night. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Old soap. One of the original, it, the OG soaps back oh, in the back in the they, 80s. They filmed that in New York, that one? They did. Yeah, okay, that was New York. The Edge based. of Night. Oh, my God. I don't even um, think that does that exist now? No. no I don't think done. there's only a couple left, but there yeah. used to be dozens of them. Right. All day long were soap right. operas and the edge of night was a OG oh classic, gosh. you know, okay. big time soap. Yeah. Okay. And one other Patrick Kilpatrick credit, if we've never talked about it. Right around 1984, when he got on the edge of night, he also did the classic low-budget horror film, The Toxic Avenger. Oh my gosh. That was I... The Toxic Avenger was the original Troma Studios first film that launched them as a studio and a cheesy horror film company. Oh, yeah. He was in the first one, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Have you seen that? I think right half years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's crazy pants. It's so cheesy. It's the best. It yeah. really is. Yeah. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. And then we also have Robert Tyler as Joxum. His first Joxum. film, his first job was 1983. The feature film Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And the last thing we have was the assistant who was just on a view screen, I think, talking to uh, Brian George as the ambassador. Yeah. Um, that is the assistant. The actor was Chris Kovics. 
Okay. Uh, Voyager was his first job. Well, there you go. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to Mr. Conan. Let's do a little uh, poetry synopsis. Of sure. This, All right. Here we go. Uh, my haiku for drive. Tom enters peace race. Belana wants some romance. Evil plan thwarted. Do you like my use of the word thwarted? Thwarted. Yes. <laughs> I like it. All right, thanks. All right. Okay, here's here's my limerick for drive. The Delta Flyer is back from the dead in the space race. Tom wants to come in ahead. Arena makes a bad choice, but PT shippers rejoice because <laughs> somewhere off screen, Tom and Bellana get wed. Oh, that's a good one. I like Thank it. You. Nice Thank job. You. I can't believe I forgot. Like when we were trying to remember this episode. Yeah. I'm I like, remember the outfits. I don't remember that Tom Bellana got married. I don't remember anything. I just remember the costume. That was what I, all I remembered. And this is a big episode for both of us. This we is a, a huge episode. Do. Yeah. For for Tom and that. Harry and Bellana as well. And you oh, just remember the uniforms. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's fine. And now you remember. Are you happy that you finally got to? See this again after yes, all these I years? Am. Okay. All okay, right. so when we start, we are in the Delta Flyer. Uh, Paris and Harry are testing this rebuilt Delta Flyer. And my first thought was, wait, what? We're testing the Delta Flyer? We just saw it in the last episode. And <laughs> the flipped. episodes are out of order. We already, we already talked about that. We right? talked about this, but it's but, just like, can't yeah. they... <laughs> Wouldn't they fix some loop, some dialogue or something? Nope. No. Yeah, we're in the newly completed Delta Flyer. Uh, um, Paris is, uh, you know, piloting away. Yeah. Were any of the controls different? No. They're all the same, right? Exactly the same. Yeah, it's no exactly the same. We're flying through this asteroid field, and we're flipping sideways and going straight up. <laughs> and I have to say... Yeah. I wish that we had done like the G forces more dramatically in the shots. Because oh, it was okay. kind of normal. Yeah. I wish the camera had been shaking or we had been, you know, acting a little more intensely. And I yeah. feel that way through a lot of this that the flying, if we're if we're talking about race car, like think about race car movies, like think about the intense coverage. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. if you're turning a corner, if you're in a rally car and it's like sliding and None of that was very dramatic through the whole episode. No, but, it, you know, part of that's on me, too. Like, some of my reactions I should have had, or my lines, I, it, there should have been more at stake. You know, I felt like there yeah. was a little light. Um, and it just felt again, like, the oh, cam- we're driving the camera up, should we're have, driving. Yeah, yeah, it should have, it, it should have really made you feel like, whoa, they're, they're hitting high speeds. But It should have way- been a team conversation with all of us through yes. this and, and the later stuff. Yeah. But what... Not only, I think, did we not play it as intensely, but then when you cut outside, so we're yeah. flying through this asteroid field, testing the thing. Yeah. You know, Harry's kind of nervous. Tom's like pushing the, you know, the edges and trying yeah. to fly past these rocks, this very crowded asteroid field. Right. But then when it cuts outside, yeah, we're like going, we're like limping along past <laughs> these asteroids. Like they're not going... <laughs> They're just kind of going slowly. I was like, what? So true. What is, I don't get it. 
Anyway, we were not going very fast. But a ship pulls up alongside of us. Yeah. And there's a cool shot below Tom through the moonroof. I love that yeah. we're using this moonroof shots. Uh-huh. Another ship pulls up alongside of us. Yep. And it scans us and uh Harris hails them, asks for some identification. We hear a woman's voice. Yep. But instead of identifying herself, she starts listing off the parts she scanned, vector yeah. exhaust ports, accelerated driver coils. It's like pillow talk. It sounded like and Tom's like, yeah, let's talk parts, car parts. <laughs> He's into it. It was bizarre. This this was like Tom's 976 phone line call to some, you know, sexy yeah. call person. Yeah, it's, she's like, was, hey, you want to you want to race to that comet over there? She's like, and and Tom's into it. He's ready to, for a drag race. And yeah, and Harry's like, what are you doing? I know, but the way you're talking to her, you were flirty, McFlirty. I was thinking like, I, I know. don't know what, you know, everyone who is a PT shipper is feeling for torres because of your you were super flirty in this it was pretty flirty and and i think what i was playing i hope i think was oh we're talking about cars yeah oh okay so this was a you were getting into the whole yeah the whole yeah the machine thing you know this is the fast machine that i've built and i'm driving and yeah, yeah i love this kind of talk well it came off otherwise yeah i don't disagree yeah but it was like both sides of it like, you know, she should have leaned into the, wait, vectored exhaust ports? Oh, my gosh. Accelerated right. driver coil? Like, yep. lean into that sexy talk instead of, right. oh, you're a dude, I'm a girl. Yeah. You know? I hear you. I hear you. The main problem with this scene was the stakes weren't high enough in the very beginning. You should be barely within inches yeah, we should have been hitting that asteroid like, and banking oh, that thing. And we're, oh, yeah. It should be like a a freaking roller coaster ride at at Six Flags. You know, you should be going all over the place, but you don't see that. But other and then, like you said, the reactions of both both of our dialogues, we Mm -hmm. kind of underplayed them for sure Mm -hmm. in this. But I will say this: I I think the other scenes after this with Tom and Harry are some of the best, smoothest, easygoing banter between this. Yeah, there's some great scenes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, she invites him to a drag race. Harris takes off. Um, Harry uh, suggests using the new impulse thrusters. So I guess we (laughs) added something here and we cut outside and these these impulse thrusters look pretty cool. They fold out from the back. They're glowing. Yeah. And then we shoot off and pass the other vessel. That is your nitrous oxide right there. That's my nitrous (laughs) oxide if we're talking cars. But this is where the shot outside where we pass her I was yeah. like, we're we start going by like this, but the asteroids are just slowly, like why are the <laughs> asteroids flying by? I don't understand. Yeah, we're going, we're going, you know, three kilometers an hour, and she's going two kilometers an hour, and that's about the speed it looked like. It was bad. Maybe was- they didn't have the budget. <laughs> In visual effects to make I the don't know. asteroids go by that quickly, but I hear you. It almost looked like a joke when you cut out <laughs> the shot of us <laughs> passing. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, 
are we is this a so are we just supposed to space balls was to star wars you thought this was our I was kind like, of space balls oh my first, god our show oh my god. yeah it was a it was funny so this is losing points for you then isn't it oh, it these, is these oh is. man all this racing stuff is definitely losing points oh i'm sorry to hear that okay yeah. all right and then anyway and then when she okay her 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 ship almost you know uh, her ship gets damaged, right? Something happens. Yeah. Her, yeah. And then yeah, we her starboard her nacelles yeah. catch fire. Paris yes. says, beam her over here. Yes. She pops in. Uh, here's another point lost for me. She pops in. She's standing up. And what? she goes <coughs> like that. She coughs twice or yes. something, right? Yeah. And then, wait, wh- why are you losing points? Because she was standing? She should have been sitting? Yeah, if she was piloting her ship and about to die, she should have like come in in a seated position, fallen on the or just been or on her sort knee, of down on the ground, like already gasping for breath, down. right? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it felt okay. like she beamed in, standing right. up, like she was ready to get beamed in, and then she just bent over, one hand on a knee. <laughs> right. It was okay. Not, it was not you good. didn't like that. Okay. Well, not I, like what I didn't in. like was was my cross to her. Me crossing over to her from where oh, I yeah, was. Oh, yeah, you go to help her. Why am I help? Why? I, she's not even. Yeah, you're right. If if that help needs to be motivated, right? So that so I think mm-hmm. in the script that's what it said. Like Harry goes over to help Irina because she's but doubled she, over. But she wasn't doing but, anything. No, she acted like she was completely healthy. So yeah. therein lies the issue with because now my cross looks completely forced. I'm like, why yeah. is Harry doing that? Why would he be go- touching some he alien? Thought she was hot. That's why. Yes. That's the only reason. That's the only reason then. And then Tom teases him right away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so he's going over there to get close to her because he he thinks she's hot. (laughs) That's not the original or scripted. I don't think he's, he's there because she's hot. It is Mm -hmm. mentioned that he, you say whatever, Ensign Eager, you know. Um, Ensign Eager, that's right. I knew he said something. He teases him. Which then that's the tease saying that uh, he's flirting with, with, with her now. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. I think the flirting was supposed to happen after he got there and noticed, you know, oh, wow, she's gorgeous or whatever, you know, or or she's very attractive to me when he got yeah. up close. But the initial cross to her was supposed to be to help her, but, you yeah. know, or uh, yeah, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. I feel. Yeah, but Harry's like, hey, come on back to Voyager with us. We can find you a spare and come on. Hey. You can you can stay in Tom's quarters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was funny. OK, so. We go to sick bay next. Yep. And Bolana's in there. She's trying to get the doctor to give up his reserved holodeck time. Yeah. Because he was going to play golf. He was going to play St. Andrews or something. And she wants to trade with him because she wanted to go with Paris on this vacation. The doctor says, um, what program are you planning to run? Horace says, something new called Getty Prime. And the doctor says, oh, I've heard of that, a vacation paradise that makes Riza look like a tourist trap. Horace says, yes, endless kilometers of crystalline beaches, mood reefs, bioluminescent waterfalls. I want to go to Getty Prime. What is a mood reef? (laughs) I want to go to that. Bioluminescent waterfall, (laughs) luminescent waterfalls. And, and then the doctor goes, and a championship golf course, if I'm not mistaken. Why don't I join you? <laughs> My only, you know, notes on this scene are when the doctor shows that putter that he's holding. Is that he in holds... this scene? What? Yeah. Because he talks about, like, he... 
is it, does holding, he hold it up in that scene? He does. You, you don't think that's? The oh scene yes, the crazy it? putter. Yes, I've got yeah, that the note. crazy putter. And I'm okay. looking at that. I'm I'm looking at that putter, and I'm thinking, what are you? Th- I know they're trying to make it look more futuristic, but I it would get never that. that. You know what it looked like? It looked like they took uh, Wolverine's claws and made them into a you know putter yeah. face, yeah. and it's just. It just, I was supposed to look cool, but it just, no, that would never have worked. It as did a not putter. look Come on legit. now. Yeah. I agree. I what didn't buy thinking? the putter. In this scene, the doctor does give her the three hours. Yes, he does. He does. And she's thankful, doesn't want him joining. That's going to ruin the mood. Right. I love his line at the end as she walks out. She says, somehow I don't think that would add to the mood. She walked out and he calls after her. Don't be so sure. You haven't seen me in my bathing suit. I know that is that funny. is funny, but it's sort of like what? So you play golf in a bathing suit? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. But my takeaway from this, other than the putter being kind of weird odd and weird yeah. and not really effective, was now you have a Taurus that is so thinking about romance and romance, so into her guy. And, yeah. and we've seen other episodes where, like, you were injured. In that haunting of, you know, where you were on the bio bed and she walks up and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And there's no concern for the fact that it's you on the bio bed, right? There's other other scenes that things have happened and, and it just seems like she's very nonchalant and you mean absolutely as much as what she had for breakfast. You know, she doesn't care. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of <sighs> compassion, consistency, consistency, yeah, the yes, consistency of yeah. her really becoming more and more vulnerable we've had moments yeah. in certain episodes where yeah. she's been vulnerable yeah but we haven't but seen it consistently. that's why i like this episode because you i mean this whole thing she's planning this very very elaborate multi-layered thing to do with you yeah uh and it's so romantic and i just it we're so we don't get a lot of that from her so i i kind yeah. of felt very um pleased to see her behaving this way in this yeah. episode yeah agree we go in the shuttle bay we see the alien ship and Inside, Harry's helping Arena make repairs yeah. to her uh, her vessel. She needs a viridium injector, of course. Who doesn't need a viridium injector? And and Harry's like, uh, which one is it? And she goes, the one with the long handle. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Trying to be cool. Mr. Cool. Can I just say right now, yeah. you remember in the prior episode, I said a great punk band name would have been the Central Plexus, right? We talked yes. about, And here's another, another name on the docket. Viridium Injector. Viridium Injector! Straight up from Chicago. Yeah. Viridium Injector. That's all. Yeah, that. it's a good band name. Okay. Yeah, so Harry's kind of flirting with Arena and helping her out here. And, <sighs> um, you know, they talk about the her ship's capabilities, where she's from. Paris comes in and then says your new power transformer is installed, ready to go. And Paris does say that her warp drive is kind of weak. And she says something like, well, yeah, warp drive is great if you want to go in a straight line. But... Yeah, but but you, you right? flirt first because you say your impulse drive is a real beauty. You start it. You begin I think it. I think my intention, it's funny that you keep thinking I'm flirting with her. My <laughs> intention was cars are hot. Like, I want to talk about cars. And and clearly, I, I Harry's the else. one that's into her. <laughs> yeah. Harry's the one that's into her, but Paris is into cars, and she knows cars. So you want okay. to talk cars? Let's, that was my intention there. I guess. Yeah, yeah it was. I, would, yeah, I, <laughs> I know it was. Her. I know it was. But for me, I see it otherwise. So okay. I saw it otherwise. Well, everything's flirting to you. So Yeah. 
<laughs> this is the scene where she talks about the race. She brings it up, yeah. right? Yeah. She's... Yeah. She talks about this race oh. and that she was practicing for the race. And Harris is like, uh, race? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Um, in fact, I think at the end, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, she goes, I'm, I'm, uh, the kind of flying that I'm here for warps, not the factor. The race yeah. course is 2 billion kilometers long. Yeah. Like, A non-warp race? speed race. So yeah. impulse only. And then Harry says at the end, last line is, well, what kind of race? And of course that takes us to the briefing room where Paris yes. now is filling everybody in on the race. It's called the Antarian Transstellar Race. Three segments covering 2.3 billion kilometers. And Tom yeah. is excited. He's oh, yeah. pitching this race to everybody in the room. <laughs> He's got so the excited. captain there. You got everybody. Harry says there's obstacles. So Tom and Harry are sort of describing the race. They want to fly the Delta Flyer, yeah. the new and improved Delta Flyer. Yeah. Um, Tuvok. Tuvok the party pooper. Yes. He sees no purpose and points out that it'll be no. a drain on the ship's resources. And, uh, and Chakotay says, well, you know, you're going to need enriched deuterium fuel and the flyer's not equipped for that yeah and harry goes arena my love uh, <laughs> offered us one she's gonna loan us one so we don't it's not gonna be a drain on the resources i don't think he says my love but, you know. i love that though <laughs> thank you for making me laugh keep going yes yes and uh we also learn in the scene that this area was recently a war zone and that this race is meant to kind of build connection and 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 help the fragile peace after yeah. they've had this long war from the species that inhabit this area mm -hmm. and paris is arguing you know this is like starfleet ideals this is what we stand for we should be supporting this and shockingly or not shockingly maybe because janeway always makes bad decisions <laughs> um janeway says i think it's a great idea and uh which i which i love that janeway is totally into this yeah, I, I like the response, by the way, when she goes, I think it's a great idea. And Paris goes, you do? You do? And then Tuvok is, you do. <laughs> you do? Yeah, that it was, was the good, double you do. It was good comedy I, there. I, I think Michael Taylor did a good job with this script. I really do enjoy the dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some good jokes in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, by the way, speaking of jokes, like watching this episode. Yeah. I forgot that they actually gave Tom a lot of comedy on this show. Like this, you, you had light, a fair light, amount, like yeah. comedy, sure, like stuff like that, like the yeah. you do, you do's, or there's just a lot of little moments that yeah. I was, I was like, oh, that's cool, that's yeah, funny. it was a cool moment for you, definitely, yeah. Um, this is a good episode for you, for sure. Yeah, it was fun. But she says in the end, uh, now that we're in this race, we are in it to win it. We're in it Starfleet's to win it. Honor is at stake. Look at that, Janeway, getting all competitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We go out to the hallway. Um, yeah. Tom is headed somewhere. We don't really know, but uh, he, a glowing ball rolls up <laughs> in the middle of the hallway and he picks it up. Little, the size of like a ping pong ball or a golf ball. Yeah. Tom picks up this glowing ball, walks into sick bay where we see the doctors practicing his putting from okay. across the room into a, into a glass or something. Yeah another another time where they're just trying too hard to make this thing look futuristic in no way will golf ever go to a clear ball that has a little neon uh, light in the interior of it 
no way that will ever happen so that kind of bugged me out it was just like what are they doing i mean uh, it's great if you're six seven years old and watching this going oh look shiny ball but no well i don't know garrett think about like for decades golf balls were white just white and then they started making like an, one neon color. Yeah, like that's right. Range neon balls. One. Yeah. And now you go to the golf, you know, you go to get golf balls and there's every color of the rainbow. And so that's changed a little bit it's already. It's changed a little bit. You but can't make a clear ball. It'll be too, it won't even travel that far because it'll be, I don't know. It just, yeah. it, it's bummed me out, period. Yeah. And I mean, if you have something that's sort of with a neon light that's flashing, that would work if you're playing nighttime golf <laughs> for sure. Right. But no one really does that, right? So I don't. You're know. a traditionalist. I am a golf. traditionalist when it comes to golf, yes. for sure. Okay. Already, they talk in sick bay, um, and, and the doctor thinks he's there to like, you know, rub salt on the wound. I think yeah. he says, "Oh, you're yeah. here to, you know, I'm not going to be able to play golf." And the doctor basically reveals that he gave Tom and Bellana his holodeck time, and suddenly Tom's like. Uh oh! <laughs> Again, some comedy in this moment. Yeah, I, I thought that that time was happening now. You know, from watching this scene, my as you know, just an audience member, I was thinking, oh wait a minute, <gasps> he missed his time. And th- is that what you thought it was too? And you, when no, you ran over- I just, no. I no, I think he realized, oh, oh I've committed to this race thing, uh, and that's okay. the time we were going to do our date. Oh, yeah, Tom basically leaves and. In five minutes, there may be a medical emergency in engineering. He's going to go tell Bolana. Yeah, that, and, and the line that you that say before he, that is even better. Do me a favor, Doc. Keep a lock on my bio signs. Yes, <laughs> what for? Yes. Is in five minutes there might be a medical emergency. There's some Again, good, good in here. Yeah, Michael Taylor. Good job. Good job. And, and you too. This, good job on that. And, and the doctor hits a ball for the button of the scene into the cup. I think that was a Visifex ball. I don't think he actually hit a ball in there. I yeah. don't think. I don't think Bob made that shot. That was a very confident putt right into the, into the right into cup. that yeah. small cup. I think that Vis-effect. was a biz effect sure. shot, but it looked cool. It looked yep. cool. We go into engineering, and uh, Tom basically says, "You know, he's he's got this race," and I was surprised at Bellana's reaction. Like, oh, it's okay, it's all right. Yeah, she says you're early, you know, and mm-hmm. she, he drags you into this corner for this kiss, and I was like, man. This is the most romantic I've ever seen Bellana Torres towards Tom Paris. Yes. This is amazing. Yes. Like this is the this is the kind of dream relationship that you kind of, you know, would want to have. Yeah, we haven't any, seen that kind of PDA no, much at all. Never. No. You remember when you got promoted? Where did she kiss you? You got a peck on your cheek like yeah. you you were her grandkid or something. It was grandma. And now this is I know. this is your equal, your lover, you know, your your yeah. Yes, yeah, so a lot of PDA, a lot oh of goodness. romance. She's uh but she she takes the news about this race, you know, calmly, and uh, she's disappointed. But she's like, no, no, you should do this. You know, the holodeck will be there. This race won't. So go do it. And I was still waiting for her to backhand you the entire time. I know. Like, it, it's about to happen. She's going to do something where she tackles him. And so you're like, I'm fine. Just kidding. But, but Tom does say, you're amazing. I don't deserve you. Like, that is incredibly understanding. Yeah. And she's and... Like, right about that. I yeah, love it. great writing. But she's very sad. She's like, you can tell when Paris leaves that this is. She said it's okay, but it's yeah. Not. She covered. I mean, she yeah. reacted 
you know, upset right mm -hmm. from the get go. I think you could see yeah. it on her face, but she covered yeah. well and she's sad. Yeah. She's sad. She goes, we go to the mess hall and Bellana comes in and she lays down, she plops down on the couch, which she's never done that. None never of us done. have ever done that. No, I liked it though. I, I mean, we've it. done it when the cameras aren't rolling, but when yeah. the cameras are rolling, we don't lie down like that. But I liked it. It was very natural. I like it too. I like it too. Uh, Neelix sees her and can tell something's up because she laid down the way she laid down. And so yeah. he starts coming over, asks if he can get her anything. And then he, <laughs> Ethan Phillips, oh, oh, my feet, my feet. I've been yeah. on my feet all day. Yeah. I got to sit down. Um, just finding an excuse to sit down next to her so he can see what's up. It was very funny. And she's like, you know, if you're, you're going to try to cheer me up, forget about it. She basically says to Neelix, like, you know, Tom should do this race. He should do what makes him happy. Mm -hmm. And Neelix is like, well, what about your happiness? What makes you happy? And she says, she says, it's time I face the facts. Tom and I just don't belong together. Exactly. And that's the first time you're like, what? Oh, my God. I know. That's what I wrote down. Up what? <laughs> what? But she says, maybe love isn't enough. Yeah. And Neelix is like, yeah, I think it is. And yeah. And Bolana's like, no, my grandmother had a phrase, Mokta, a bad Klingon match. phrase. Klingon Mokta. phrase. Mokta. He says, I can't believe it took me three years to realize this. That, yeah. you know, having fun is enough for Tom, but not her. And so Neelix says, well, you, you know, you're going to tell him this? And she says, I'll tell him after the race. He says, well, that's not honorable, like, to yeah. wait and let him disappoint you. Like, you're setting him up to disappoint you. And then you're going to tell him like, yeah. so that I thought that was good advice from Neelix. I really yes. did. I liked that scene. He was the voice of integrity is what mm -hmm. he was. Yep. We have a captain's log here where uh, the captain says, our request to enter the Delta flyer has been accepted. And I'm, I'm meeting with uh, the race coordinator, ambassador uh -huh. Ozal. To Mr. Work George. Yes. And we're in the ready room and and by the way, over that captain's log, there was a shot in space of two ships flying kind of in side by side that I thought was just a cool flying shot. Oh, it was. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. So we go inside and Ozal's filling them in that they've got teams from, you know, all over the place that have come for the race, but not as far as the Alpha Quadrant that uh, <laughs> they haven't had a team enter from the Alpha Quadrant. And uh, I like Janeway's response. Well, we're always willing to go that extra light year for a good cause. <laughs> funny stuff. Good, I funny like stuff. it too. Then he gets a call and he gets a call from his assistant. They've got a problem that one of the species in the race, the Oksanis, uh, uh -huh. the they, they want to host the post-race uh, ceremony, but that will break the, it'll break the peace if that's refused. And he's already granted another species the chesu uh to host it and so now they've got this pickle like everybody's going to get insulted if they you know they all want to host the ceremony and uh janeway offers a solution she says well we're neutral territory why don't you host the ceremonies here and it's also like, amazing yeah. like he, he, I think he says something like, "Your, I hope your racing skills are as good as your diplomatic instincts right. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We go to the mess hall. We pan across all these different alien species. Yeah. You know, talking. Mm -hmm. I love their cool outfits. Not as cool as ours. No. <laughs> and then they find us. And there's our race outfits, the cool white outfits that 
are just incredible. They're so good. Yeah. Damn. I know. I want That's the that. only thing I remember I, from this episode. I know. That's why you and I need to be on a hunt for our actual outfits and find the people that, that have Yes, we do. Now. Somebody's got them somewhere. We do meet Asan, the, who's supposed to be the bad guy. Patrick yep. Kilpatrick. So <laughs> feels like the bad guy. Feels like he's the guy. Arena tells us that uh, he's he's ruthless, that uh. watch out for him. And so Tom decides to go on a personal reconnaissance. He tries to introduce himself. Hassan is is kind of rude and staring out the window. And Tom says something like, you know, this we should have fun. This race is just for fun, right? Yeah. And Hassan turns to him. Well, if that's how you feel, then you've already, already lost. lost. Thank He's you, serious. Patrick Kilpatrick. Yes. For telling Tom Paris what time it is. Um, and then we see Arena's uh co-pilot come in, Joxum. Joxum. I, I I love in the uh Chicote, it says a man in tight leather trousers enters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Joxum, god. Joxum, very handsome. Yeah. And again, very... poor choice of alien name. It's it's too close to Jockstrap. So yeah. I'm not happy with Joxum. And I think her co-pilot, the actor that plays Joxum was on the soap opera Loving back in the 80s when oh. I was on I was on All My Children. And I remember when that actor, uh, what is his name? He when he came in. Uh, oh, um, wow. Robert, you do Robert Tyler. Yeah. Did you talk to him on set then? I did. I because I remembered him yeah. from from being on the soap opera Loving. Loving, yeah. And because we were both ABC shows and we right. shot near near each other. And yeah, and you would know cross. the other actors, especially yeah. whenever they hired a, a cast a new actor, you would know. So, And it was such a, because this was probably 2000, I think summer of 2000, we shot this. So I had yeah. been off the soap for a dozen years now. Yeah. And it was just such a flashback to see a face from somebody I had known. Definitely. A couple of lifetimes back, you know. So do you remember the convo? You just kind of walked up and... I just chatted. remember us talking about the soap opera days and how he had come out, you know, from New York and off yeah. the soap now. And yeah. you know, we just talked about being an actor. Right. The old days. Okay. But I will say that the dialogue right there after she runs off to greet Joxam and, <laughs> and you say, you go... It looks like they're good friends. And I, and I go, they're teammates. And then um, you say close personal teammates. And then it does look like they're boyfriend, girlfriend. And my yes. my word, I'm like, oh, it was nice while it lasted. I love that interchange yeah. with you and I. I thought it was, yeah, it was just, nice. It was really, really tight and and well, well acted. And the dialogue yes. was good too. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Go to Astrometrics and there's seven first. And then Bellana comes in. She needs a diagnostic on a sensor array. And Seven is in uh, busy doing race preparation. <laughs> and she's analyzing the course to find ways to cut time. Yeah. And Torres says, oh, seems like everybody has race fever. And Seven says, well, maybe you should get the doctor to develop a vaccine. I was like, oh, that's a dad joke. And I love Jerry Ryan and Roxanne Dawson. But like the comedy is not like Jerry and Bellana and Seven are not where you go for comedy. You, you can go for, for dad jokes, but not comedy. Um, anyway, I know, but it was, but it was interesting when she said uh, when Seven says initially I did find the activity irrelevant, but then I realized that for the crew's morale and for my relationship yeah. with Lieutenant Paris, that line I was like, oh, it's well, kind of soap opera like for now. Bellana. 
Well, she's just talking about a professional relationship. Right, right. But and, for Bolana, she's like, huh? Yeah. But Bolana's like, oh, yeah. Like the way that we, you know, help each other with work also affects the way our personal relationships are. And so it sort of dawns on her. Yeah, it dawns. This that, is the point where she decides she's going to make her move and ask yeah. Harry to swap out, right? This yeah. is when she realizes. So. Yeah, she sort of has this aha <clears throat> moment. And yeah. we go to uh, we go to a space shot. We see the shuttles are all arriving, the racetrack lineup, you know, ships are there to view the race. The sh- did you notice how the ships were all parked sort of like a, a real hot rod race back in the yes. 50s where everyone's yes. got, the cars that aren't racing are parked along the side with their lights on to, watch, to sort of yeah. illuminate everything. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it looked like to me. It was cool. We go in the flyer and there's Tom waiting, you know, pushing some buttons, waiting for Harry to show up. Yeah. And... uh he you hears the door open. Cut, and he hears the yeah. door open, and then uh, he hears say "kapla," and Tom turns around, and they have this freeze frame of like, "What?" Like his face is. is a I love that moment, though. Yeah. I like yeah. that, and it. Oh, it, I it, You are frozen. It was cool. It was different than what we normally see. Yeah, it was Balana yeah. taking a picture. She wants to, uh, you know, memorialize the moment. She says, "Say kapla," takes the photograph. <laughs> She right. says, uh, I wanted to capture the moment, not to mention that cute, bewildered expression, <laughs> which was pretty funny. And she's wearing the cool suit. She's wearing the same race yeah. suit that we and love. You're bringing that up, too. You're like, what are you doing in that flight suit? Mm-hmm. And she says that she's a new, your new co-pilot. And you still think it's a joke. You don't understand what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, basically, she basically says that uh, she was upset that you canceled the weekend, but she realized that, you know, why spend time apart when we could be together? And this so then, scene, yeah, this scene feels like she's made this great, you know, has this great idea to come help Paris and join him in yeah. something that means a lot to him. Yeah. What I didn't like about this is the coverage of Tom up front. Oh, is kind of in a profile. It's not a, it's not a great shot. And I guess what I mean is that the scene is about them connecting. We should yes. feel like, oh, she's connecting with him. He's connecting with her. Yeah. But that, that kind of profile where I'm looking so far off camera, yeah, it doesn't feel like the characters are connecting. It feels more combative than connecting. So she should have come down to the other seat. You know what I'm saying? That's next to you, right? As opposed to being in the in the back. Or the camera should have come around to feel more straight on Tom and straight on her, and they can take moments to really look at each other. Oh, okay. It just felt like they were disconnected. Okay. So not yeah. in profile, but a head, a direct close up, right? I think direct that would have face. helped. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's I just, see that. and I know that that shuttle is tough to shoot and to get cameras in certain angles, but that would yep. have, I would have done that slightly differently because it did feel a little, I don't know. No, the, I could the see that. coverage felt a little off there. I could see that. Paris then asks, what about Harry? Torres gets another shot at a joke from Michael Taylor. I assigned him to a level five diagnostic in engineering. And Tom's like, that's terrible. She's like, no, I'm just kidding. I told him how hard it was for us to get time together. He understood. So <laughs> I, I do, you know, I, I really like the dialogue in this script. So yeah, usually it's Robert stuff. Doherty's dialogue that I'm gushing over. But now Michael Taylor, good Michael job. Michael Taylor did a good job. Oh. So that we start up the thrusters. We uh, open the shuttle bay doors and out yep. we go. We cut to yep. the bridge. Tuvok says racers moving into positions and, Janeway uh, turns on the comm and lets the ambassador sort of make the opening statements, you know, uh, uh, for the start of this race. And 
after his big announcement from our bridge to all the racers, Janeway signals the start. And I guess the way we're starting is we're launching a photon torpedo that will detonate in front of the starting position and the race will begin. I just want to say here, I we're taking a photon <laughs> torpedo, which in the pilot, I think we said we only had 36 of them or something. Yeah. We've we're probably wasting this. We've probably used a hundred, so there's already a problem. Like, you know, we don't have a lot of photon torpedoes. Yeah. But yet we're gonna use it to start a race. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. Yeah. And plus it's it's it could be somewhat dangerous. You you, yeah. you shoot a photon torpedo out and detonate it in front of the um uh, uh, the race, the racers. I mean, that yeah. sounds like this could be a recipe for disaster. And this race uh, is supposed to represent peace, right? Not like <laughs> weapons of war yeah like we should have had a little cute bunny rabbit run across or something yes. or, or kitten yeah. or some flowers a maybe. space kitten sort of running yeah. across okay yeah all right a space kitten that. going oh no. <laughs> you know no or someone could have had a confetti gun and shot confetti anything out. Just, yes, but not yes. a low yield no. photon torpedo no man anyway the race starts. Uh, we've got some shots of people excitedly watching. And then we've got this mess hall shot from outside of our ship. Oh, yeah. And I yeah, love, I love that shot. Oh, it was such a good shot. It's so cool. And I don't know how they did that because you could see inside the mess hall. Yep. But that mess hall was built near a stage wall. I don't know how they would have gotten the camera back that far. Yeah. They would maybe shot like pieces or something. Maybe yeah. like shot a couple of windows separately and then pieced it all together. Well, however know. they did it, the shot looks great. It looks great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, looks really good. Yep. We uh, are in the race. We see a space shot of the race going and we see the Delta Flyer with a couple other shuttles, ships, and he's cutting this buoy edge really hard. I love that shot yeah. of the of the Delta Flyer on its yeah. side, kind of cutting a, a tight yep. corner there. We go inside the Flyer. Good teamwork between Tom and Bellana at this point. And then Asan comes up and bumps them. Asan, uh, Patrick O'Patrick ship, knocks our port thrusters offline. And Paris is compensating. Tom comments, he says, you know, that was an old trick we used in the academy. We used to call it scraping, but he's not worried about it. Like, he thinks it's all part of the rough and tumble game of racing, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go into astrometrics. I love this when. Neelix comes in, asks about the race, and Seven gives like the most boring facts. Delta Flyer is in fourth position, having completed 62% of the course. The Oksani vessel is in third. And she goes through like the things. He's like, well, that doesn't sound very exciting. And she says, I'm relaying the relevant information. I like this. He's like, it's all in the delivery, Seven. Give me the microphone. And he grabs it and he's like, all hands. Stand by for race update. He starts to sound like a horse At race announcer. Yeah. Attention, all hands. Stand by for a race update. With the only 58 million kilometers left on the first segment, the <laughs> Aksani, Imhotep, and Torellian ships are still battling for the lead. It was it was very much like that and almost like a radio play, you know. Yeah, so, it was uh, very yeah. funny. Janeway and Harry walk in, and they're immediately excited. Yeah. Um, and and even, even in that moment when they come in and Neelix is talking, Janeway says to Seven, uh, wow, it sounds really exciting. Yeah. Seven, seven's <laughs> delivery. 
Well, apparently it's all in the delivery. Yeah. We loved it. it good was funny. lines. Look at this. Good Everyone's comedy. got good lines. Yeah. We go back in the flyer. I guess we're now in third place. Uh, yeah. Arini and Asan. Asan's in first. Arini's in second. We're in third. Arena. Not Arena. 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 <laughs> keep mispronouncing Arani. the name. A- Ablani. <laughs> Sabrini. I don't know. It's Arini. Arena. Arena. Arena? Yeah. Okay. Arena. Arena. But Torres is very confident then paris mentions this mobius inversion and she's yeah. like what wait. and and then tom's like wait didn't you read the race manual like yeah the course didn't manual. you prepare for this and she goes well i skimmed it more or less <laughs> a little conflict brewing between tom, tom yeah. takes the race seriously she's yes. like winging it Tom says, well, this is a tight, it's a, like a wormhole level six subspace distortions. Yeah. And as they get near it, she, you can see it. And it's this swirling, you know, uh, yeah, the swirling wormhole that, yeah. that Tom says something like, oh, it's a little, think of it as a little wormhole with a big attitude, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> so they're going into a rough part of the race. Oh, gosh. I think we go back to astrometrics. Again? Yeah, now everybody's in there watching. Like, like the entire crew seems to be watching this, this the uh, the yeah. race. And Neelix is still doing the announcing, which is awesome. It's all in the delivery. Yeah. He's drawn all these people in with his exciting report. But the funny part is, Tuvok walks in, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, my weekly security report to give to Janeway. And she's like, in the middle, no, no, the I'll read this later, okay? And Tuvok's yeah. like, well, there are a few matters we should discuss. And Chakotay. Chakotay, all those JC shippers, sticks up for Janeway and basically says, shut up. You know, he's like, later. Yeah. She said later, Tuvok. I mean, yeah. he's just putting him off. And I just love how uh, how um, uh, Seven Star's talking about how um, the radiation from the Mobius inversion is blocking the sensors. So you now you can't see what's going on um, because they've disappeared from the, the sensors. And Tuvok, Tuvok starts getting into it. And then he's like, well, well, how will we track their progress then? And, and then uh, is like, well, um, we can't, not until they emerge from the other side of the anomaly. And then Jamie's like, well, you want to talk about the report now, Tuvok? And now Tuvok's like, no, 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 later. If that's pr- In, in yeah. his own yeah. Vulcan way, he's, he's getting into the race. It's- yeah, he's gone from like, you know, doing regular business to, I can't miss this race. I can't miss this race. Yeah, which Very is funny. Off- awesome. Really love it. Back in the Delta Flyers, Torres, um, you know, gets this idea about reversing deflector polarity. Yeah. Um, And that's going to help them pass. And Paris says, now is not the time. We should wait. But she doesn't really listen to Tom. She gets up, adjusts the engines, the shields. The flyer surges ahead, kind of (laughs) scrapes Arini and Asan ships. Now we're in first. So, yeah, Torres was right that it would work and get them ahead but tom didn't want to do it in the wormhole and now we've scraped them and um we cut to astrometrics we see the crew cheering that the flyers in first right um but back on the flyer tom's not happy that she didn't listen she says i I saw a chance and i took it and you answer i'm the pilot and it just shows how something like that yeah, 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 I'm the pilot. That means I do the flying. So it was very, right. you could see how hurt she was. You know what I'm saying? Because she was just like, oh my God. And you were just thinking about, I, I'm a boy. I love fast cars and this is my thing. And, you know, you weren't thinking about your relationship with her. 
when you snapped yeah. her? Because you were snappy in my world. Oh, I was very snappy. Tom was really snappy because he yeah. didn't understand, like, he didn't understand how in this moment she was kind of taking over mm -hmm. the str strategy and really the control of the ship. Like, it, it surged ahead. But he was supposed to be doing the flying and he had read the manual. She was kind of winging it and had this idea, but he didn't want to do it. So they had a little conflict in the race strategy. And But it's funny because winging it is usually Tom Paris's MO. I know. And now yeah. look at this. The minute she wings it, Tom gets mad at her for doing it. So. I know. But they get into this argument. And yeah. just when they're they're starting to argue and he's like, I'm the pilot an announcement comes on that there was an accident and all the racers have to stop and hold their positions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't know in this moment if yeah. what, what Bolana did. What's the accident? Yeah. We don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah. But what Bolana did, like Tom's mad at her. Maybe that was the thing that caused it. Yeah. All right. So we go to sick bay and now we see that jockstrap or Joxum is on the bio bed at this point. Yes. So he was the one that was injured. So yeah. your friend from the other soap opera is completely messed up and he's poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Joxum is burned all over yeah. his, you know, his console exploded. We learn here and yep. arena is blaming a song. Yeah, this is Hassan's like, fault. And Hazal's mm -hmm. like, the commissioner's like, why? And she says, well, he collided with me so many times. My shield generator overloaded. Joxum's console exploded. He's lucky that he's still alive. So, yeah. you know, immediately you know, there's this pointing of a finger. So yep. it's a bit of a red flag when people just jump at the gun right like that. So um, and then we, we don't know. Yeah, We don't know. But she's blaming Hassan. We go to the briefing room. There's Hassan. And he says, if I... You know, I'm guilty of anything. It's for coming in second. And it's a situation I will remedy the next in the next leg. So Sounds like a Tom Paris line. <laughs> it does. He is not ashamed of anything he no. did. No. But still very combative. And then Balana says, well, maybe it was us. Yeah. You know, maybe we did something. We grazed their shields. And she's trying to take some responsibility. Tom kind of sticks up for a little bit. He's yeah. like, you know what? It was a tight course. Everybody was flying aggressively. You know, we weren't doing anything different than anybody else. It's, and Arena, you know, continues to point fingers at Asan. Like, yeah. uh, it was Asan bumping us all these times. And uh, then Tuvok enters and he says, uh, he examined Arena's shuttle or vessel and found some evidence of tampering and he's got this component in his yeah. hand, this like, you know, something that was not a phase inverter. Is what yeah, phase had. inverter. It's not part of the ship. And it yeah. looks like um, it was rigged to explode. So it, it looks like the sabotage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sabotage and not. So somebody's trying to sabotage them. And Azal thinks that this could be, you know, terrorists trying to end the peace, break the peace. Yeah. And Janeway's not, she's trying to stay calm yeah. and she doesn't believe that, you know, one act of sabotage could, could threaten the peace if they're really committed to it. And so yeah. he decides, but you know, Azan is like, this is too risky to keep doing this. We're going to have to call the race off. And Arini says, no, it can't do Arena. Arena. Keep calling her Arini. I don't know why. 
I like Arini better. I just leave you alone to it. Irini. <laughs> you keep saying Irini and I don't even correct you anymore. I just let you go down that path. Well, you say jockstrap, I say Irini. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Azal is talking about how we should just cancel this race, you know. And Irina is the one that says no, because if we stop, then you'll let these extremists win. And Asan, mm-hmm. the reptoid racer, says she's right. So two of the yeah primary racers are like we should just continue with this and that's when Azal's like okay i yeah fine let's do this if that's the consensus we'll start this up again tomorrow of course captain if you decide to withdraw we'll understand and janeway goes the last time i checked i believe we were winning so yes. she's like no we're he's, gonna stay in this he's like tom very competitive yeah she's in it to win it too she so. is in it to win it yep all right so then we go out to the hallway i think and um, Tom, Bellana, and Arena are walking down the hall, and Harry bumps into them. And <laughs> Harry pops out, pops out of a creepy corner somewhere. And thanks a lot. Says, he says um, that he's talked to the captain and that he could be Arena's co pilot uh, since Joxum, aka Jockstrap, Jockstrap. Uh, is, is so injured. He could be Arena's. Uh, co-pilot and the race officials say it's all okay and she goes I appreciate the gesture but my ship is damaged and Paris goes oh you know our Harry once he sets his mind on something Torres Torres goes he'll not only fix your ship he'll polish the bulkheads (laughs) very enthusiastic well how can you turn me down Arena's like Mm -hmm. well apparently I can't (laughs) apparently no one can refuse Harry no and we go in the shuttle bay and there's a cool, sh- you know, shot of her ship and the and the Delta Flyer in, in the shuttle bay. I wish there had been some people moving around though, because it felt a bit like a painting that shot. Like, oh, where's yeah. some life in the shuttle bay? You know, just some crew members walking or something would have helped it. Yeah, feel a little more legit. But we go inside the flyer. Tom's uh, running through the plan with Torres, making her say these like nursery rhyme things. <laughs> it's like, come on, come on, you can say it. She's like, no, it's embarrassing. And I and he goes. I want to make sure you know what's what we're doing here. Yeah. She says, "Okay, right at the light, then readjust my sight." Yeah. <laughs> I guess Tom is into these catchphrases because he's done this before. Another. Episode. Oh yeah, you did do that. What was, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was the episode about um, when we were going through the subspace vacuoles, and yeah. Jamie was saying, "You know, no, Mister Paris, I think our bio neurogel packs can make those decisions faster than you can." And you, mm-hmm. you talked about how that offended you, right, in your, yeah. in your video reaction. And I had, but... <laughs> I, I had some kind of nursery rhyme saying, and so like, I yes, guess this is accurate. a thing that Tom does, and he, now he's making Balana do it, which I love. Um, and he, and she's like, "Right at the light, then readjust my sight." And he goes meaning and she goes come about 86 degrees at the red giant then recalibrate sensors to compensate for the photonic interference he goes right next and then she goes do i have to spend my whole morning reciting nursery rhymes and he goes it got me through the academy and then she goes you were expelled let's stop for a second tom paris was not expelled from the academy writers me deduction he graduated Nick Lacarno was, was expelled from the Correct. academy. So see, you are Nick Lacarno, and like Nick Lacarno is Tom Paris in the eyes oh, of man. the Star Trek writers. They can't oh, get it. Man. They can't separate it. 
I want to get to the part where Harry walks in with oh, grease yeah. on his face, which you all know I hate when we have grease on our face <laughs> because these ships don't, there's no lubricated parts like with, with um, you know, petroleum gel grease. Like we don't use that. It's the future. There is no, there is no petroleum products being used. So there's no grease. Black yeah, grease. That, that's understand. a that's a 20th century or a 21st century construct, yeah. right? I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of like if you're working on a vehicle or vessel uh, that's then in a race, you're going to have grease on you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good catch. Anyway, Harry comes in all greasy. Um, <laughs> he says he was up all night uh, making repairs. Turns and and he says it turns out they're just teammates, Joxum. Um, <laughs> Yep. And, She's uh, not in love with Jockstrap. She's not. Yeah. Okay. And I love when Tom says, I was going to congratulate you. She's not a Borg. She's not a hologram. And she's not dead. Looks like you might have finally found the perfect woman. <laughs> These lines, this dialogue. Oh, my goodness. Always, always teasing. And I like <sighs> Tom and Bolana's looks to each other at the end when, yeah. when, uh, after, after Tom's line. Yeah. Okay, so we go out to space. We see fly the flyers in the lead again. Back to the bridge. Everybody's listening to Neelix call the race. Yes, doing his uh, racehorse thing. We, we're back on the flyer, and and Bellana's starting to think about Harry and Arena. And I guess Harry told them that he and Arena were hitting it off. Yeah. Um, and they really get along without even trying. They seem to fit together, basically. <laughs> and. And she says, you know, this has her thinking about her in Paris and their complicated relationship and and maybe because uh, they don't belong together. And Paris is like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? And he's he's a little he's like out of left field. Yeah. Um, you know, he kind of goes, are you talking about us? Like, yeah, this seems very very loaded you trying to flesh this out you're like if something's bothering you let's talk about it and torres is like no we should just focus on this race just focus on the race yeah. yeah nope and uh we go back to when the... you notice yeah you're like well maybe harry and Are harry and arena or arini as you say aren't such a great team after all because they're falling behind and mm -hmm. now we jump over to arena's ship and mm -hmm. sure enough harry's reading some malfunctions in the eps relays and he's He's a little concerned because he's like, we double checked all of these last night. Arena says we must have missed something because at this rate, we're going to be out of the race in a couple of minutes. So we're slowing down big time. Mm -hmm. um, so Kim's like checking things out. Kim's like, well, maybe I can reroute power through the impulse manifolds. And Arena's very, you know, like, very much against this. She, I mean, she quickly shoots that down. She's like, no, no, no. And Kim's like, well, why not? She's like, it could damage the reactor co coils. And Kim's like, um, what do they have to do with the impulse manifolds? There's no, there's no correlation. Arena's like, well, these systems are, you know, they're different than what you're used to. And then Kim kind of realizes you don't really want us to win, do you? And she's mm -hmm. like, no, no, of, of course I do. And Kim kind of, you know, goes back and forth, but then he notices um, he goes, oh my God, I'm reading an overload in my console and dives Again. out of the way at the very last second. Yes, the exact same thing that happened to Jockstrap was about mm -hmm. to happen to Harry and Harry sort of mm -hmm. avoids it. And, uh, you know, she basically points he a gun at him. Dives out of the way. He, <laughs> yeah. dives, he dives out of the way. Yeah. And then as he's saying, you know, it's the second time you're 
co-pilot's console exploded. Yeah, quite a coincidence. Turns and, back yeah. and she's got a gun pointed on him. Gun at me. How and she's like, you? I'm really sorry. And Harry gets it now. He's like, you sabotage your own ship. Yeah. Why are you trying to get out of this race? Like, why yeah. are you trying to not finish? Yeah. That's when I, I punch a control on the console and the ship yes. just, it just tilts. And I'm able to sort of, you know, run over what? and wrestle that gun away from her. Yeah, he um, wrestles the gun. He wrestles the gun away from her. Yeah. And now he's got the gun on her and he goes, I'm going to call the Antarian security and find yeah. out what's going on if you're not going to tell me. And then he realizes, uh-oh, she disabled the comm system. Right. So he can't call anybody. He no. can't call. I just like how once I have the gun and I took control, I just like that how forceful I was. I just, you know, I wasn't, yeah. in, I wasn't infatuated with her anymore. I knew that she was, you know, just not someone you could be, you know, be around. You can't trust this person. This person. And is, Tom was wrong is, too, because he thought you found the perfect woman. But right. clearly. But I like Tom how he said, yeah, I like how he said, what the hell is going on? Sit down and hold still. I love that one little, yeah. little line there. <laughs> we go back to the flyer. Now this whole sequence coming up is like intercut quick back and forth. It is. The flyer yeah. and the Rini's ship. I'm going to keep calling her Rini. I don't care. All right. This. Keep going. <laughs> Um, so we go back to the flyer. Torres goes, we're past the last marker. Time to deploy the thrusters. And you're like, whatever you oh, yeah. say. Yeah, you oh, become yeah. now, you're like letting her do everything, right? She's Tom's like, well, what happened passive. to I'm the pilot? Yeah. Tom's very passive aggressive here. He's he's like, yeah, whatever you say. You're, I'm, you know, you clearly want to be the boss. Yeah. So it's the two of them, like, in their passive aggressive, not talking to each other about their feelings. Classic PT issues. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's, he, he tries to go back to talking about their relationship and she yeah. keeps trying to change the subject. Yeah. And, um, he says like, did that bother you? when I said, I'm the pilot. He says, is that why you don't think we fit together? And she then asks him is, are you talking about the race now? Um, so they're just passive aggressively, like sniping at each Most other, not, definitely. not being direct. Yeah. Back to Arini's ship. Yeah. And Arini's like, you know, if we're going to just sit here with you pointing that gun at me. We might as well see who's winning. And Kim's like, you know, shut up. You know, you're not in a position to make any requests. And Arena's like, no, Harry, you're curious. So, yes. He <laughs> checks turns the on flyer. Little, yeah, yeah, checks it out. Yeah, Delta Flyer's still leading. And Arena's like, good for them. That's yep. it. And we jump back to the flyer. Back to the flyer, Bellana finally speaks up. She says uh, she thought if they could do something together that he was really interested in, that it would help their relationship. Yeah. And Tom is like, I didn't know we needed help. I didn't know that there was a problem. <laughs> and she's like, that's part of the problem. You didn't know. I like Tom's response. He goes, yeah, maybe we scrape shields occasionally. It keeps I things do like that. interesting. Mm -hmm. So he's using his uh, car talk again. Yeah. And... And and she goes, well, maybe interesting isn't enough. And then he basically hits all the controls. He's like, like all stop. Yeah. He's done. He's done. And when we were watching this, Rebecca goes, oh, he fights like you. Yeah. I <laughs> it's like, Can I just say right now, when you did that other thing, I sat there and I'm watching this by myself because I'm not in Calgary. Yeah. And I was like, huh. 
That's kind of like Robbie in real life. <laughs> like, when you're done. Very you're freaking done. I mean, you're yeah. just, yeah, you don't even know. You're, you're, it's so you. But anyway, it's very continue. me. So we're back in Arini's ship. Kim notices, wait a minute, they're stopping. The flyer's yeah. stopping. They're dead in the water. And Arini starts to stand up to, to leave. And Kim's or, like, or, uh, 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 uh. or Arena. Or yeah, Arena. Or Arena. Yeah. Now I'm going to start correcting you. <laughs> Arena. So Kim's like, uh, 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 uh. So Arena does sit, uh, she sits back down again mm-hmm. and she says, how far from the finish line? And Kim says, well, less than a million kilometers. And we jump back to the flyer mm-hmm. and uh, the flyer, we, the, the flyer shakes a little bit because another ship passes. Asan, yeah. Asan has gone by. So now right, that's they're Asan. not in the lead anymore. Nope. Asan's gone by. And nope. uh, Taurus is like, why are we just sitting here? That was yeah. Asan. And, yeah. and Paris is like, if we've got a problem with our relationship, we're going to deal with this right now. So I like that. That I do know, love that. Alana needs yeah. Tom to say, "Let's, yeah. you know, yeah." It's it's funny. The guy who came on the show is, you know, on on Voyager with the chip on his shoulder, didn't want to be real, is now grown and changed a lot. And he's Huge. the one saying, "Let's talk about this." I yeah. love that. Yeah, this um, was the right. This was the right move for Tom Paris for yeah. sure. And in the eyes of Torres, many many brownie points were bestowed upon Tom's head. For him doing this at this mm-hmm. point um so we're back in arena ship and um kim says you know he starts kim now is the super sleuth he's putting everything together he's like you've done everything you could to take yourself out of this race mm-hmm. now you're worried that the flyer won't reach the finish line i wait a minute there's more than a dozen ships there spectators officials uh, and Arena says, all congregated, all congregated in the name of peace. Touching, isn't it? So now her true colors are coming out, okay? Mm-hmm. She is the one that doesn't want the peace. And so Kim realizes she's planned this kind of an attack. And you know what's so crazy? And I'm getting goosebumps right now. This is kind of reminiscent of that attack that happened, the bombing in, was it Chicago or Boston? The marathon, at the end of the, the marathon. marathon. Yes, yeah. That happened after this episode was filmed, for hundreds, sure. Hundreds of innocent people are there. Yeah. How can you do that, Harry yeah. says. And she says, not everybody is as comfortable with mixing uh, species as you are, Harry. Some of us believe yeah. it would be better if we were separate. So yeah. clearly she's admitting they've got a, a an attack planned, and it must have something to do with bringing the flyer and the part that she helped us get and all of that. So all this is starting to make sense now. And Most definitely. And... We go over to the flyer here. Tom is standing up. Alana's standing up. They're heated. She's saying, you know, I never wanted you to throw this race. Like, I know how much this meant to you. And Paris says that she means more to him than anything else. And I love, you know, again, this quick cuts back and forth in the middle of Tom and Bolana's fight and about their relationship yeah. to, to kind of solving this mystery of the of the terrorist attack in arena's ship. Um, but Tom says, you mean more to me than anything. And we go back to Harry. Harry realizes that it's the fuel converter, fuel converter. now. And yeah. uh, that's why she wants the flyer to cross the finish line. Yeah. So it will blow up there. And I did notice you've got some big close-ups in this scene. I got a lot of close-ups. Like tight close-ups, tighter than we normally do. Oh my good, gosh! Good lighting, everything looked good. I thought, it yeah, was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the flyer. Bellana shocked that he said she means more than the race or anything else, mm-hmm. and um, and he says, "Well, I never told you because I didn't think you would appreciate the mushy stuff." 
and he sees that that wasn't correct and he kisses her and um and he's i love this exchange he goes does, does this mean you're in the mood for some mushy stuff and she goes well, maybe and tom says exactly what kind of mush are we talking about here she goes <laughs> you tell me and paris goes well there's um kissy stuff and he gives her a kiss that was nice and then there's the you're the most important in the world to me stuff she goes yeah i like that one too and then there's the happily ever after he's like what how does that one work and he goes well traditionally it requires a proposal and and he's getting ready to propose. I was I like, know. where did come from? I know. And honestly, I don't remember that happening in this episode. I don't so. either. Yeah. And and I, and I also, my other comment is, my I almost changed my last verse of my haiku to, Tom smooches a lot, is what I was <laughs> going to have. Yeah. I, I should have put the mushy stuff in my limit. Yeah, you didn't use it either. Neither of us used, used the kissing in mushy our stuff. Uh, poetry synopsis. But there's a ton of it in here. That's for sure. Well, just as he's about to clearly propose, alarms go off. It's from Arena's ship. We're, we're being scanned by some kind of modulating pulse. It's from Arena's ship. And then Tom recognizes, wait, it's Morse code. Tom, yeah. uh, Harry and I used to yeah. used to uh, do this on the um, the Captain Proton um, program holodeck. We would mm -hmm. communicate with Morse code. Yeah. So I was like, smart move, Harry, using yes. the scanner to communicate with Morse that. code. Yes. Clever. Captain Proton is helpful again. Yeah. Um, and Tom reads the Morse code. He says, fuel converter rigged eject. Hmm. It can't eject the converter. because Taurus is like, converters are leaking viridium isotopes. Paris mm. is like, well, why didn't the computer warn us? Taurus says, well, the online sensors have been tampered with. So you guys had no clue that this leak was happening. The leak was happening. Yeah, it's already it, it's mixing. Too late. Way yeah. too late. Yeah, It's, it's already reacting, reacting and mixing. Mm. Tom knows Plaza. it's going to explode. Uh, we go to Arena's ship. Harry sees them moving away on the radar. He sees them heading off the race course. Well, Arena actually says they're moving again. And so she's kind of excited. And Kim's like, away yeah. from the finish line. Away. Not... Take that, you temptress. Right. Take that, you, you know. Yeah. We go back to the flyer. They're trying to fly far away before this uh, explosion happens. Computer says warp core breach in 20 seconds. Well, 30 seconds and 20 seconds. Yeah. Tom in the scene says, will you marry me? So will you marry me? And she <laughs> goes, you're proposing now? I love that moment. It's great. About to blow it's up. It's great. Yeah. And by like the you're way. You're taking it into the class J nebula because that's the only way to contain this explosion. Yeah. Right. So and that's by the, the way, purpose. I feel yeah. like Tom and Bolana have only shared their feelings like when they're on the death's door like <laughs> when they're floating in space and they're just about to die when she's going through her pond far things or whatever like it's like they need a crisis and death's door to share yeah. any feelings and i wrote down we need therapy that's <laughs> well okay that's funny but i feel like your therapy is to go on a holodeck put both of yourselves in a life-threatening oh scenario God. and then you will have that's your therapy every time you're in life-threatening scenario they need to learn how to share feelings without a crisis they do that's the that's the moral that's the theme of this episode i just changed my whole theme <laughs> good to share good. your feelings without a crisis okay good before a crisis hits uh, anyway they reach the nebula. Torres gets the ejection server teams back online, ejects the core. Paris yeah. tries to take the flyer, you know, out of there. I don't understand science, so I don't know how they still can fly if they ejected their core. Impulse. 
Yeah, but they're the not going to get. Warp core is only for the warp core is only for warp warp tra- warp speed. Like if you're yeah, going but, to warp. Yeah, but he literally said when this thing explodes, it's going to take out everything within a million kilometers. Like we'll never get out of here. Well, no, but that's why you're the Class J Nebula. You flew it into the Nebula because it'll oh, that, contain right, the Nebula, the, and the, then, the Nebula yeah, contains what, it. There you go. Help yeah. helps make it smaller. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Yep. So as we're flying away, the thing explodes. I love the coverage inside the shuttle. There's a there's a whiteout, and you see Tom hit that's the great. deck, and very, yeah. that's how the flying should have been. Should have yes. been. Yes, the first scene. Active. The first yes. scene. Yes, agreed. Yes. Should have been. We cut to the mess hall. The crew sees Hassan pass the finish line, winning the race, and then there's this shock wave. And Janeway is like, "What was that?" She calls the bridge. Tuvok says. There was an antimatter explosion. Yeah. And uh, we go out to space. Mm-hmm. We see the broken flyer. And I wrote down, oh, man, we just fixed it. <laughs> Not again. Not again. Back on board the flyer. Uh, it is, you know, it's dead in space. But, you know, Tom and Bellana survived. And... I love this dialogue. I love this dialogue. Paris says, Bellana, Torres is like, yes, we lost. Paris says, that depends, Torres, on what? On how you answer my question. So he's still asking the question still even asking. after they almost died. Yeah. I love it. And she um, says, you only ask because we were about to die. Yeah. And he says, well, we're alive now. I'm still asking. Yeah. And she's like, why didn't you ever ask me before? I agree with you, Bellana. Like, why does it take death for for us to talk and i love when she says why are you going to withdraw the question paris says no but i might start to beg <laughs> it could get embarrassing it could so, get embarrassing again, i love this dialogue i yeah. really do yeah really um uh, more kissing with tom and Bolana, and then we cut to space we have a captain's log supplemental the antarians have invited us to participate in post-race festivities and it allowed me to give two of my senior officers time off for a well-deserved romantic getaway the Delta Flyer still needs a new warp core, but I th- I don't think that they're in a hurry to get anywhere. And then we cut inside the flyer. There's Tom and Bellana. She's sitting on his lap up front. They're drinking champagne, toasting to the winners. Tom says something like, uh, Bellana Paris, that has a nice ring to it. And she says, thanks, but I already have a ring. Anyway, I kind of like the sound of Tom Torres. <laughs> he goes, I hope you're kidding. And she says, hey, it's the 24th century. So I love that they're still kind of got the banter, the the power dynamic, and, yeah. you know, but they're married. We cut outside and the Delta Flyer is flying away with just married painted on the back. And it's got cargo containers. Like, <laughs> it's tied. cute. That's cute, though. I oh thought my that was God. cute. You thought it was cheesy, didn't you? They're married. I know. They're it's married. Amazing. It's amazing. And, and I love the how... Tom Torres line too. Yes, I do too. So what is your theme? What is your lesson for this episode? Um, my theme is Tom and Bellana. No, that's not that's not a theme. <laughs> that's not a theme. Um I it didn't occur to me, but in the re, in this recap, yes. it occurred to me one of the themes is share your feelings before there's a crisis. Like mm. talk before you're about to die. Mm-hmm. Which it just occurred to me in this. The other theme that I wrote down is just because you have differences doesn't mean you can't get along, which is true with these, you know, this this race, you know, there are all these, these different species, but unlike Arena's attitude of, you know, we just don't belong together, like Tom and Bellana, they do belong together. They've got differences, but they can get along and they can work it out. So. Yeah. 
but I like the share your feelings before there's a crisis theme better. I do I'm, like I'm that, go with that too. Yeah. And I'm personally, when I was thinking about theme, I, I, this is just one of those episodes where I couldn't wrap my head around anything. I, it was like, ah, well, maybe I could say this. Oh no, that's not really, that's not really a good one. Uh, maybe I could. So I didn't really, um, I didn't really, have a set theme for this one. This is a hard one to find a theme because it was just a lot about it was romance with Tom and Paris's relationship. Mm-hmm. The the story with Harry and Arena and yeah. and the you know the sabotage wasn't mm-hmm. a super strong sci-fi concept. It was more of a yeah thriller concept, I guess. But yeah, I I this is more of a fun episode than a theme I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, how about your rating? Well, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of deductions. This. I know there's a lot of deductions, and it doesn't and it doesn't involve the whole crew, which usually re- is what's required for me. Mm, okay, you know, um, well, well, we see everyone else though. We do. We see we seven. Do. We see the doctor. We see they are involved more or less. I, I guess not a huge okay. deduction for that. Okay. There's some some you know execution problems like the. You know, more dynamic racing. Yes. But I still had fun watching it. And it's, I'm still going to give it an 8.2. That's what I'm going to give it. What did you say? Say that again. 8.2. Wow. Good. I was so afraid. Because right off the bat, the very first scene, you you started to dig into this one. I know. And I felt, I know. oh, my gosh, he's going to give this a four. He's going he's gonna to four it for sure. But you didn't. You went 8.2. I yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little higher than you. I'm gonna go eight point six on this. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I just I just like mainly because of the uniforms. <laughs> the uniform for me pushes it to eight point six. Those are the best dang uniforms. All right. Well, the average captains and admirals rating. Yeah. Eight point three. What? Eight point three. Look at that. We're, we're they all on love the same this episode. Page. Yeah. Yeah. We're really all on did. the same page. It's a yep. it's a mid eights episode, which is pretty high. Yeah, it is historically it is. for us. It is. Uh, wow, that I'm I. That's pretty good. I, I thought good. that they were going to go lower, to be honest. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Robbie and I's recap and discussion of this episode, Drive, and join us next week when Robbie and I will recap and discuss the episode, Repression. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay, Repression. Mm. Okay, then. All right. We'll go with that one. All right. Thank you, everyone, for all of our Patreon patrons. Please stay tuned.